Welcome to the Simple Walk Podcast. We're Craig and Diane Brown, and in today's episode, we're going to discuss what the Bible has to say about the heart and how what is in our heart determines what we say and do. Let's get started. The heart, our hearts. The word has a lot to say about the condition of our heart. There are many, many scriptures, both Old and New Testament, that discuss the heart. We're going to break down why this is such an important topic. Yes, we are. And so if we could, let's open up to Matthew chapter 12, verse 34b. Through 37. Through 37. And the reason we're starting at B is Jesus is talking to the Pharisees here, and he calls them, you know, a brood of vipers. Mm-hmm in the first part of 34, which could aptly describe us in our flesh, right? Well, the deceptive part, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So 34b, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So could you read the verse again that speaks about the heart? Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So that's kind of the premise right now. We're wanting to look at what the heart is all about. You know, the heart can either speak good or it can either speak bad. And so there are eternal consequences for how we conduct ourselves and what is going on inside of us and how it comes out of us. And the heart is at the very core of our being. The heart in in the Hebrew, it talks about it's the the mind and our understanding and who we perceive ourselves to be and our the the person that we become and we are outwardly is based on how we are on the inside of us, out of mm-hmm. the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 14, uh, verse 12 Alrighty. through 15 there. And I wanted to look at the, the root of this deception that seems to happen inside of our heart. So let's go ahead and look at that. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol. Hell. Yes, <laughs> to the lowest depths of the pit. So uh, there we see the root of Lucifer in the fall. Lucifer fell, and I don't want to go into all of the details of that, but what I wanted to when point... When he fell from heaven and yes. decided that he was all that. Yeah, he yeah. he had pride well up inside of him, and mm-hmm. he exalted himself against the stars of God. And he basically was so full of pride that... You know, he looked at himself and said, boy, am I all that? And he just got so selfish inside of himself that he took his eyes off of God and he just got so exalted in his own mind. And I just wanted to bring up the root of pride because pride is at the root of everything. Because if you're not living for God and surrendered to him, then what happens is that inside of ourself, initially our very core being when we're born and we grow up, 
we are all about us. We are all about our own self, our own nature. Our heart is... Which when you look at child development, that's all a part of yes. the development because they've got that, you know, that they live their life thinking about how, how everything affects them. Yes, exactly right. And so it's it's just the way that we are created, I mean, that comes out because we have this fallen nature that does not have a God conscience that we are in direct relation and direct contact with God when we're growing, like perhaps Jesus did when he was on the earth. We have to accept Jesus and accept him before that God conscience can actually be instilled inside of us through his Holy Spirit so that we can have a connection to him. But the point being here is that selfishness and self-centeredness is what caused the fall, was at the root of the fall. Mm -hmm. But then I want to go into Jeremiah 17, verse 5. So we're beginning to understand that the heart is deceitful and it's deceptive above all things. And that's what we'll see here in just a second. So Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Yes. Could you read maybe seven also? Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. You can go on and read till 10. Okay. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So we see that in verse, could you read verse uh, five again? Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. So if not to have your eyes on Christ and surrender to him, the result of that, the Bible says, the result of sin or the separation from God or not letting God rule your life, the result of not living for God, basically, is death. And that the result of that, your life will not be heaven-bound, it will be earth-bound. And so it, uh, we came out of the dust, and dust you shall return. And Do you suppose people think of it in terms of, because some of these, uh, some of the scriptures talk about good and evil. Mm -hmm. And do you suppose some folks think, well, I'm not evil. My thoughts aren't evil. My mm -hmm. intents aren't evil. Right. Yet they're not God-honoring or they're very self-centered. Well, there's an intent behind what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times people do, they and they have good intent. And um, it's important to always recognize the good intent. And, and the thing is, that's why I like this verse that it says here in 17. It says that I, the Lord, search the heart. Mm -hmm. I test the mind to give every man according to the fruit of his doings and according to the fruit of his ways. But prior to that, it says that the heart of man is deceitful above all things. And that word deceitful, it means deceptive. And it actually means, in the, in the Hebrew, it means polluted. And so the heart of man is polluted because it is deceptive. It's very self-centered. Our natural. Our natural, natural heart. Natural heart. Yes. Our flesh heart. And, it's, and yeah. it has a tendency to be fraudulent in the sense that it always thinks, sometimes when you think, oh, I'm doing a good thing, I'm doing a nice, wonderful thing. Or I'm a good person. Or I'm a good person but you are not connected to the Spirit of God, then you are still living for yourself. You're still earthbound. 
The only way to get heaven bound is to surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, the Lordship, so that He can become your Savior, so that He has to rule your heart and mind through Christ Jesus, that you may put on the, the mind of Christ the Bible talks about. And so uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how do we become transformed? Well, that happens. That's the process of chewing on the Word of God. Mm -hmm. You have to, uh, the Word of God is, it's the living Word. You know, the Word of God is the, uh, it says that it's quick and powerful. It's alive. It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing of the soul and the spirits and the bones and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So the Word of God is a living Word, and it is the purpose is that our old nature this selfish nature can be transformed by his Holy Spirit inside of us, this transformation. And it's a fellowship in the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, then, when you accept Jesus, becomes born into our spirit. They become one. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that they are a child of God, it says in Romans chapter 8. And so these, the Spirit of God moves inside of us, and then you start feasting because you have to feed a baby, you start feasting upon the Word of God and it starts growing in the transformation. So we're the baby and the way we feed our spirit is through the Word and reading the Word and studying the Word and tearing it apart and mm -hmm. um, ingesting it. So go ahead and read verse 7 again. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Yes, see, so this is the thing. Walking with God is a place and a position of trust. Mm -hmm. We have got to, when we come in into Him, when we make Him our Lord and our Savior, we stop looking at the earth and our circumstances. We see Him in His glorified position in the heavens because He rose from the dead. So now He's in the heavens. Now He says, the Bible says... In uh, 1 Corinthians 15, it says that he became a life-giving spirit. He gives us, as we accept him, he gives us his Holy Spirit. And so as we accept Jesus into our, into our heart, his, he gives us his Holy Spirit, and he seals us in our heart with his Holy Spirit from that moment forward. It's our job, because we are so in love with Jesus, it's our job to just get in and feast upon his word and to chew on his word and let that become the priority of our life. That becomes our all in all. Mm -hmm. He has got to become our source, the source of life, you know? I mean, I don't know that I've mentioned this before, but life itself, you have got to be dependent upon it. All things pertaining to life, the air we breathe, you know, the food we eat, the water we drink, all things are pertaining to life in the physical realm. We are dependent upon those things or else we will die. In the same sense, we are dependent upon God and his food, nurturing ourselves in the, in the beauty of his word and feasting upon it and hiding his word in our hearts so that our separation can be no more and so that we can be one with him in all that we do and say. But let's go on now and let's look at First uh, Corinthians 2, verse 7. And I, I want to show us something because there is something happening right now in the church that has caused the church to become ineffective in so many areas. If you see, if you're driving down the road, you're going to see churches everywhere. And I'm telling well, especially you, especially here in the South. But you know, I, I remember <laughs> uh, we lived in California for a while, and yeah. and uh, I mean, a there was while. <laughs> a long while there was churches everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you that if every person that was in those places was on fire and walking in the power of God's word, this country would be transformed, and Jesus would be on the throne of it. 
but right now he's not. Mm-hmm. And there is a problem going on here in the church, and that's what I want to talk about in this 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7. Then we'll go to 7, 12, and 14. Okay. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. That's amazing. See, before the ages, a hidden wisdom. Remember that word, it's a hidden wisdom. It's a mystery. All right? Remember that. Okay. And 12, now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Yes. Go ahead and read 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So this is something that really only comes from humility before God. This comes from a position, a constant position of humility before God. But what has happened is that there's been a partial injection. Okay, Jesus, a lot of people have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but they kind of stopped there. Right. They think, okay, I'm covered. They do. I'm in. Right. But see, the Bible talks this about this being a hidden mystery. Mm-hmm. This mystery doesn't come unless you have a desire to find it. There's a mysteries inside of the Word of God that are life-giving. The Word of God is full of life. Each thing, thy words were found, it says in Jeremiah 15, 16, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart because I'm called by thy name, O Lord God Most High. I, it's just this place inside of us. If we get hungry, we must dig and we must just fall in love with Christ and the power of his word. And we just must love it to the point that we become transformed. The purpose of us knowing God is so that he can, he can have his representatives here on earth. But what does that mean? That means that we must be able to walk in his nature in his likeness. Mm -hmm. As Jesus walks, so must we walk. If that happens inside of each one of us, then we're going to have an immense move of God on this planet. Mm -hmm. Unseen, never before seen before. Any way you want to look at that, that that was quite a statement. Like we've said with the condition of the world and all of the just crazy things that are happening there that are not of God. That's right. Um, You and I have talked about how if people could grab hold, if believers could grab hold of their role as an individual in building their relationship with the Holy Spirit. Exactly right. uh, Then... Then all of a sudden, like you said, every one of the churches that you drive by would be just brimming with people who are warriors. That's exactly right. And that's kind of what we're talking about. I love that word warriors, because you know what we are? We put on the armor of God, and truly we stand. You know, Mm -hmm. it says just before it goes into that passage, you brought that up, but it reminds me just before- In Ephesians 6? In Ephesians 6. The armor. Mm -hmm. But right before it goes into talking about the armor and all of that, Mm -hmm. it says- Finally, because Paul had been going through all of these things that bring you to this point of being this person of God that all you just put on, you stand up in the word of God, you stand strong and you put on the armor of God. It says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see, the word of God is not, it's not for the weak or it's not for the faint hearted. I'll put it that way. It's for those who get the purpose in their heart to know God. 
the purpose in their heart to live for him 24 hours a day, but you, when it, from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, your life is set apart unto the Lord. When this begins to happen and you begin to feast and make him your priority, he will begin to move in your life and transform your life and cause your world around you to be transformed for his glory. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. When you begin to move in the power of his might, God will move in your behalf and you will see mighty things happen for his glory. And you mentioned Ephesians, it's 6.10. Mm -hmm. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Yes. He's not saying, finally, my brethren, seek to be strong, or think about being strong, or... That's right. You know, Uh he says, be. That's right. Be strong. And And then he goes on with that armor. You can almost put a period if you just think about that after B, because it is so powerful. From (laughs) what he is saying there, finally, my brethren, B. B Mm -hmm. what? B Christ in the earth. Mm-hmm. Look, we have got to stop playing patty cake with the ch- in this church. We c- it, that's why there's so many things going on that are not glorifying to God, because this is a mystery. These are hidden mysteries that God has for us. And what you're saying is that we need to be in the Word as much as possible so that we can seek those that's hidden mysteries. True. Well, there's something even a little bit more. In verse 7, it says that we might know... Right, um, that's in First Corinthians. First Corinthians mm-hmm. uh, two seven. Could you read that again? Just now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that right. have been freely given to us by God. So this is expressing a possibility based on an unfulfilled condition. In other words, we might know it's it's not it's not a fil- fulfilled condition yet. We have got to put the effort into knowing the hidden mysteries of God. We have got to put the effort into it. See, I, I run into people all the time who say, oh, I get up and I read and I walk and I fellowship with God. But you know what? Their life is in disarray. Mm-hmm. Their, their world is upside down. There is catastrophes happening and there's calamities happening all around them and their minds, they're still in fear and they talk about um, that they have a hard time reeling their mind in. See, this is what I'm talking about. We are, remember what it said in, in Jeremiah 17, it said, the heart of man is desperately wicked, is deceitful above all things and mm-hmm. desperately wicked. It is deceitful. Mm-hmm. Your heart, each one of our hearts will deceive us especially in the, in the church and in Christendom. Our hearts deceive us into thinking that we're doing it all right because we still can do what we want to do. We can watch and do and be who we want to be, but we're not really walking in obedience to Christ in every area of our life. You see, we're partially there, so we're deceived. Our heart is de- deceptive. And so there's a poison, that word deceptive. Remember, it means polluted. Mm-hmm. So it can, you know, the, the lamp of the body is the eye. And if the eye is tainted, it'll affect the whole body, the way you're seeing things. This is affecting the way that you are perceiving. Number one, the position that Christ has called us to be on the earth, which is a representative of him, which is his nature in us so that his will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. That can only happen if we walk in the holiness of God. So here's my, my thought on this, that from now on, let's make a commitment to Jesus Christ. 
let's make a commitment that he's going to be the Lord of our life, that he's going to rule our hearts and our minds, and he's going to be our all in all. And let's make a commitment to protecting the holiness of God in us. Protect it. Protect it in your environment. Protect who you are in Christ. Protect him in you so that you can become the person that he's designed you to be, which is a person full of love and joy and peace and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and patience and self-control and gentleness and all of the fruit of the Spirit. So we started this off saying that this, you know, we're going to be talking about choice. Mm -hmm. So the choice is to be earthly mind, you know, like you said, earthly minded, or just kind of doing our own thing, or doing everything that we've been talking about. That's right. You know, so it is, it really does have to do, it comes down to choice, but it comes down to really recognizing that your heart, the heart of, of our being needs to be set apart unto the Lord. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. We want our words to be empowered with the word of God. We want his Holy Spirit to empower us. You know, it said Peter was going in to speak one time in 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 front of a whole bunch of people. And he said, he was kind of there and, and the Spirit said, do not worry about how or what you should speak, because it's not you who speaks, but the spirit of your Father who speaks in you. And, and that you. is what we, all, you and I, yes. both always pray, Lord, don't, don't let me speak. Yes, from Diane, from my right. <laughs> my flesh, you right. know. Um, please, you know, you speak through me. Exactly right. And so there it is. So we just need you and want you to understand. We love you so much. We just pray that God will pour out His Spirit upon you and that you will be blessed and that you will just make this moment in time a time when you can commit yourself wholly to the Lord so that He can cause His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we love you very much. And we will see you on the next episode. 